What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I've got two amazing guests. They started off independently as photographers, built up amazing businesses before coming together to form Sprout Connectors, which is a social media company that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs find their purpose and scale their business through telling their story authentically on social media. Welcome to the show, Lisa and Devo. All right, welcome to the show today. I got two guests, Lisa and Devo. How are you guys doing? Hey, Dan. Great. Yeah, so uh, not every day we get we get two amazing guests. So thank you both for joining. And I understand you're you're from the Carolinas, but different ones right now, currently. Correct. Absolutely, I'm covering South Carolina. I'm in North Carolina, but I'm the transient one. So I go back and forth. Lisa gets That's it off right. easy, just gets That's to stay right. there on her little island while I drive back and forth every other week. Typical male-female relationship, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. We may need an intervention. <laughs> well, I know you each have your own amazing story and, and business. And now you've you've come together with Sprout Connectors to, uh, to grow another business. Uh, why don't you dive in a little, you know, each of you give us a little bit of your, your bio background and, and how you two uh, came together to, to, to build what you're doing now. Do you want me to tell the true story or do you want to start Devo instead? You, you go first. I'm going to follow okay. you and then see what bullshit you say and I'll correct it. <laughs> Wait, before um, we go, is this a PG or, or a PG-13? What's our audience? Because I generally don't. Un, unrated. They, they, ever yeah. since day one podcast they've given us the the x rating i don't know why but i don't know hmm. so we're, we're explicit i like it all right oh my gosh don't my, give them that. my kind of podcast <laughs> <laughs> what should we talk about um i've been a photographer for a long long time um started out ages ago i won't tell you how long ago but i started out on one end of the camera and i became a, a photographer instead because i'm much more comfortable taking pictures um and I've been doing it for a long time. The last few years, I had to kind of restart my business and rebrand in just my name. So there was kind of a new shift there. And in the midst of that shift, I met this gentleman here, um, actually on Instagram. And um, really, he, he slid with in him back and forth. How and did over that happen? Years, Oh, how, did, how did the, did he just slide into your DMs or, or what he happened? He did. He yeah. did. He had a strategy there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, branded, Dan. was well branded, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all business. And um, through our conversations and the things that we were starting to see on the horizon with what's happening with social media, we started having a lot of people asking us, hey, can you help us with this? We're seeing that you're having really good success with that. And we kind of morphed together and, and created Sprout Connectors where we're kind of um, helping small businesses and entrepreneurs, those solopreneurs as well, that 
don't really fit into the big branding agencies and it's a little overwhelming. So we kind of take them on and partner with them. We become part of their team and help them with strategies and, and branding. That's my pitch. <laughs> it's a good pitch. She, she said she, yeah, it says she wasn't good on the other side of the camera. She felt more comfortable as, as the photographer, but my first observations were just the opposite. Uh, typical male. No, I'm just joking. I, but I, I did see her on Instagram and um, I had always been jealous of, I, I'd always wanted to travel, but I was one of 12 kids. And so the farthest travel I got to go was from one end of the house to the other growing up. And then, <laughs> so yeah, true story. I never had, took a single trip my entire life. So I, I was always jealous of it. And um, I had just come out of a divorce myself and was sort of, that was one of my, my that was one of my goals. I wanted to start traveling and seeing the world. And so I came across her feed and that's how I first met her. Um, prior to that, I've been in the, I worked in the corporate world straight out of college. I did the American dream, go to college, have no idea what I want to study, get a degree, have no idea what I'm doing, get a job with somebody I didn't want to work with, um, make lots of money, drive a big fancy car, have a big house, two and a half kids, white picket fence and putting a gun in my mouth basically every night. after. <laughs> yeah. So I started to pursue my wow. own passion, which was photography. And just doing that as a side hustle, the old Gary V way, come home from the five, pick up the next job, work till 12 o'clock at night. Um, and so I just sort of built up my photography skills and assets until I was ready to leave the world and start my own gig. And so that's where I am now. Uh, I've run a couple of businesses and sold those up until where I am now with still running Fusion. And then we launched Sprout in 2018 as the scallywag just said, so. How, how long did it take of, you know, you, you work in your, your nine to five or whatever, then getting off working the, the side hustle? Um, how long did it take before you were able to, you know, replace the, the, the main gig with your side hustle? Well, I don't know if, I don't know if my answer is, is, is based upon the actual duration of it, because I was sort of a lost wandering soul for a while. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize that I wanted to do this. I, I was, I had sort of sold my soul to the devil doing all the other stuff. Um, but technically speaking, duration wise, I started, I graduated college in 97 and I officially launched my photography business, quitting the corporate world in 2011, 2012. So but I could have probably fast-tracked that had I been a little more self-aware around what I really wanted to do with my life, but I wasn't. I just sort of was like caught with my blinders on. A slow learner. Just a slow <laughs> Definitely. learner. Definitely. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a good lesson for, for people, no matter how long it takes, because, you know, some people might say, wow, it took 10 years. Maybe you could have done it faster. But at the end of the day, it's like 10 years saved you from <laughs> – doing something that might not have fulfilled you for as much as 40 or 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I can go deep and esoteric on that, Dan. I wasn't sure how deep you wanted me to go. Yeah, so, go sorry. for it. Go no, for go it. ahead, Lisa. Carry on. <laughs> well, and we've actually, we've, we've launched this little thing that we do on Instagram that's like 30 hacks that we wish we knew when we were starting our own business. And, and that's one of the things, you know, you, you do need to keep that side hustle mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time until you have the strategy, you have the competence, you've created relationships, you've connected with people, you've done all the things to kind of niche down to what's your superpower in that and then make that transition. You don't just jump in wholeheartedly and then hope that, you know, I've got a website and, you know, the phone's going to start ringing. It doesn't happen that way. Right. 
a lot of people I think expect it and they give up too soon because they're, they're not willing to do it for six months or a year or how, however long it, it takes different for whoever you are and whatever industry it is but um so so out of out of uh you know your your guys's meeting coming together now you've you've created sprout connector can you explain what that is who it helps you want me to take that or you got it yeah you go ahead I was actually describing this yesterday to a friend of mine who is now uh, enlisting us for his services. I, I was, I sort of see businesses on two end of the spectrum. There's this, and Lisa and I were talking about this this morning. There's the starting, you know, you get your business going, you have this really brilliant idea that you're going to change the world. Right. And so you, you launch your business and somewhere on the other end of the spectrum, you have all of these ideals and goals and big dreams. Right. But that whole wedge in between, you don't really know how to fill that. You're not really sure about branding. You're not really sure about marketing. You're not sure about your operational, your assets, all the different things that are that ultimately make up the success or failure of your business, right? And so I think we originally started Sprout Off. It was more of an educational resource. We were getting asked to do a lot of workshops and 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 we were guiding a lot of other photographers. But it's it really quickly morphed into uh, other small business owners really quickly. And so we were like, okay, we'll manage your social media for you. But that turned it into a sort of a micromanagement nightmare to some extent. So we had retweak and retool. And so we brought back out some other op options that we were really good at. But I, I would say today, and, and, and ask me this in a year, it might be even different, right? But I would say today, we are those, we are the, 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 art, the blend between left brain, right brain for a business and that wedge in between starting your business and helping you brand and scale and market it, all of those little nuts and bolts in between. And, and we market with small businesses primarily and entrepreneurs and solopreneurs who, who, who recognize the need for, for some sort of marketing, social media, some sort of website presence. Maybe they know a little bit about digital marketing, but they don't have enough resources and they don't have enough time at their disposal to do all of that themselves or the knowledge around it. And so we fill in those gaps and loopholes for them and manage that for them. Is that a good way to say that? And are you, are you teaching them how to do it or are you doing it for them or a combination or? Uh, well, in, yeah, well, intrinsically it's, we are teaching them because we, bec instead of hiring a marketing team that it consists of a social media manager, a branding expert, a marketing coordinator, et cetera, we have all those, those pieces already in place. And so we become a collaborative partner and so by, by the very nature of what being involved in your business, they are learning by what we're doing. So a lot of the things we're able to hand off to them in some, in some capacity, but it sort of ends up because they want to focus on their business and stay in their lane. They just let us end up handling it. Does that make sense? Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we wanna see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we wanna give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. 
I think too, as it, it's, it's a journey and as they start to get over one hurdle, they see something else on the horizon that they never thought was possible. Hey, you know, we've done this, but you know, I've always wanted to, to accomplish this as well. Can you help us with that? So it's, it's a growing relationship as well, I would say. And who, who are the, the typical types of business owners that you guys are helping now? Like what, what we, we have some mad genius women that are doing incredible things in the world right now. Um, and one man, uh, one, <laughs> but there's a spectrum of, of really thought leaders that are doing great things that just need help to get their, their voice out there. Would you say Devo that there's a, a similarity between them or no, I don't think there's a specific industry. We have business coaches, we have workshop, workshop and educational clients. We've got some yogis. We have some essential oil businesses that are in the network marketing field, but are making, you know, eight, eight, 10, eight double digit million dollar revenue. Uh, and they want to really focus on growing that brand even further. So we run the gamut. We just uh, started working with an optometrist, a local optometrist here in Charlotte area, who's trying to branch out and open up a bunch of different offices. So we kind of cover all over the place. I would say it's not an, uh, an industry. It's more of a personality and a type of person that really recognizes the need to grow their brand, but doesn't really quite know how to do it and needs the resources that to, to kind of to partner with them to do that. And what, what, what are some of the biggest lessons you guys have learned from working with, you know, these small business owners in terms of what they need? You go first, Lise. Um, I, I think it's, it's just learning to listen from the beginning. It's a collaboration and you really, you, you end up spending a lot more time than you ever think that you would initially spend with them. So you need to make sure that you understand what they're wanting to do and they, they listen and understand the, the potential of what they can do. So it's, it's kind of a back and forth between the two because we become basically a, a team member and we're mm -hmm. eating, thinking, sleeping, all of, all of their business. So you, you really have to be on board with what they do. And we make sure that we are actually partnering with people that we think that we can make a difference and that we can basically be a team member for. I would add to that. I think a lot of the businesses that we work with because they're solopreneurs or small business owners, and they haven't really successfully dabbled in social media or even proper purposeful branding, which you know a lot about, Dan, I think a lot of them have imposter syndrome and they're not really sure, like, why would someone want to listen to me? Or why would someone want to see my story on the internet or my story in a blog? Or why would anybody want to read my newsletter, that sort of stuff. So through our process, which is very meticulous on the purpose side. You hear Gary Vee talk a lot about the why we call it the purpose just so we can have a different word to use and sound cool. But the whole piece around just giving them a purpose behind it and letting them understand that they do have a superpower. There is an audience that might want to hear their content and then showing them how to do that. So it's sort of a start by starting conundrum. It's uh, interesting, isn't it? When, the, when you do something and you do it really well, you don't realize that it is your superpower and you just assume that everyone else can do it. And we want to bring light to those things that they're doing that are extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, a small business owner, you have so many plates in the air and you feel like you should know how to do everything. And it's impossible. You need to get to that point where you're able to hire someone, whether it's contract or whatever, to, to help you get to the next level. Yeah, I think that that's something I see a lot of real estate agents struggle with you know that exact point like they're you know if there's a top producing solo agent they're doing three four deals a month that's a lot 
uh, if they've built up a team, you know, they're, they're, they're doing more, but you start to take every bit of the, the home selling buying process for granted because you're doing it every week. And it's like, why do I need to explain this? Why, or what's, the, what's the big deal? I just did another closing and it had like 10 offers and, and, you know, I was able to win out for my client and, and you almost, you, you, you do take for granted that what you do is not easy for the everyday person who doesn't do it. So I think that's, that's one element of it, the mindset. And then there's also like the time, like the smaller and more productive you are, you have a business to run, you have clients to interact with, you have people to recruit, hire and train. So then there's like the time of, of um, you know, actually implementing your social media strategy that, and, and it's complex. It, changes a lot like it's not you know i'm sure you guys what you're doing for your clients tactically today maybe you weren't doing six months ago certainly not two years ago i mean there's it's it changes yeah you're absolutely right yeah and, and we're I, not and I, good at everything are we like it'd be nice to say that we're great at everything we might be okay at some things spectacular other things so why not have someone else do that and what you said about um you know, thinking that what you're doing is not that great. Well, let's talk about what you do. Like they've made Netflix shows on what you do because they think it's interesting. They think it's super sexy. It's like, you've got selling sunset and you've got all these other things that people are binge watching because they think it's so interesting, but you wouldn't think twice about it. It's, it's become your everyday. Yeah. What, what are, what are um, some things, you know, that are, that you think have changed or that, that you're doing differently uh, in the last year on social media that, you know, maybe prior to that you weren't doing or wasn't getting much attention uh, just to help people kind of keep up with some of the, the trends or directions you think we're, we're going in here? Well, even less than a year ago, social media made a paradigm shift from really curated content and people spending a lot of time and energy on really well done photos. And over the last 12 to 18 months, it's shifted to more of an organic nature as a, and, and opposed to just constantly creating content. Now it's more about documenting because people do want to know what you're doing behind the scenes, Dan. They do want to know how you create that podcast. They do want to know about your family. They do want to see what you do for fun and all the different things. And I think one of the things that um, there's sort of a fine line right now, I see social media shifting very slowly, but I see that shift between everybody putting out all of their glory on social media and people really starting to find a way to be a little bit more transparent and honest about some of the pitfalls that they're coming up against. And it's funny because at least in my own little personal beta group, I find that I have more resonance with my followers and the content that I put out when I am more brutally honest about stuff that I'm struggling with and things that I'm really having problems with. And you, you find because everybody sort of has their own superhero complex and social media that's magnified, right? Everybody gets an opportunity to provide some sort of value now because they all have a voice. You never before did people, did so many people actually have a voice. And so I've, I'm seeing, and some one of the things we counsel our clients is not everything is a bed of roses. Let's talk about some of the things that we struggle with, some of the things that we have in, in, from a business and a personal capacity so that more people can identify with that and resonate with that and get involved in the conversation. And can I also say too, like, you need to figure out what, what your value is and share that, who are you speaking to and experiment. I think with all the changes that are happening, 
with social media, they're changing it on the daily. The, everything is different. And you're thinking, I have to dance now. I have to do this. I have to do that just to get eyeballs <laughs> on it. But just experiment. Just get out there and experiment. Half the things are only on there for 24 hours. You know, there's a large majority of people that are never going to see what you put out there. So don't take it too seriously. Just make it a habit. That's a good point you just made, Lise. I think that, you know, I think a, a year ago, Dan, to answer your question again, I think a year ago, size mattered. And, and I'm here to tell you as a man, size doesn't matter. So there's hope for everybody. <laughs> but it really doesn't matter anymore in social media. It, it, it's about who you're engaging with, the type of people you're engaging with, and the quality of those connections. And Instagram, Facebook, they're all, they're all changing their algorithms day in and day out on the regular. And even more so now with censorships that's so prevalent. So it's really it's really imperative that people find their voice and connect with the right type of people as, as opposed to trying to gather these massive followings of people and nobody's really engaging with it because you just sort of get lost in the shuffle. So we teach everybody and we do the same thing is be more focused on who you're talking to, be more purposeful about it and engage with the right type of people. And you'll start to build through a compound effect, a larger following of people that actually give a fuck about your content. But that's really important when you said those two words, engage and connect, mm -hmm. because that's, and you're stellar at, you're way better than I am at it, that you just reach out to people. You totally stalk people all the time like me. No, but you, you find those people that are putting something great out there and you start a conversation with them, or you ask them a question you're interested in that creates that relationship. And that's how you find um, other people that we've been working with. That's how you find guests for our podcast. Like it, it, it just creates these relationships and it doesn't take much to step out of your comfort zone and just reach out and drop them uh, a line, slide into their DMs. What's, what's the typical journey for your clients once, once they start engaging with you, maybe discover their purpose or, or the message they want to communicate, start getting it out uh, more. Um, what's, you know, what's, what's that look like after the fact when they start actually executing on that stuff? We ask for credit cards repeatedly. <laughs> Social security. I think everything starts with what you just said. Understanding for, for us to manage, it, it's, it's no different than a relationship. You know, Dan, you, when you meet people, if you and I were to meet on the street or at a bar, we would strike up a conversation. We'd get to know each other and kind of figure out who each other is, what do we bring to the table? How can we facilitate each other? And I think that's the first thing, and Lisa touched on it earlier. How can we help, we help our clients figure out what value they're adding for their audience? Are you just going to be on social media because you want to put your narcissistic selfies up? Or do you actually have a purpose behind that? Is there some sort of a value that you can solve a problem for somebody else who might be interested in your content? So our process starts with the bedrock of that is understanding the foundational beliefs of a company. What do they stand for? What problems do they solve? And how can we go about and actively engage with other people who might want to learn about that content? to have those problems solved. So that, that's sort of the first process. And then the next piece of it is, is we do content shoots on a regular basis with all of our clients so that we're actively creating and guiding them on what type of content they should be producing. Uh, our client that we're going to be shooting with in Atlanta next week We've given all, there's a, uh, they have a team of four really fantastic executive female bosses. And so over the last 30 days, we've been working with them on how to create proper selfies and how to document things that might be of interest to their audience. And it's not just business related. So we've set up two different repositories for them and they had their, their daily assignments are to create content for, or document their lives a little bit. So that's one piece of it. And then on the business side, 
we strategically plan out with what, what we call pillars of content. And we fill those pillars of content with all the different value ads that a business adds. And then we create content around that that will speak to their ideal, their ideal avatar. That's part of the journey. Said, that's not, yeah. yeah. From the very beginning though, we, we sit down with them and there is a, a, a branding strategy that goes into it. Even though people say, well, I already have my logo and I have my colors and I have all this. And you're like, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what is your why, but even to a deeper level. And, and through that, they might have a certain understanding, but we take it deeper and then it just opens up Pandora's box of all the opportunities of things that they can do. Uh, I don't know if you guys work with any real estate agents currently. I'm sure you've got, you know, with real estate, what it's done in the last year and a half, two years, you've probably seen tons of news about it. Uh, what is your advice to real estate agents? Because I think sometimes agents really struggle with um, how do I show that I'm doing a lot of business without just bragging about another like <laughs> just sold home and, and how do I make this more personable and and you know like I'm like like my story can actually help you as the buyer or seller like what 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 kind of advice would you give agents right now in this market I think first and foremost understand who your ideal buyer is I, I think I would imagine most real estate agents have a very specific niche in the type of homes they sell right and I was actually uh, one of my friends is a real estate agent he and his wife have a husband wife team uh, and they do uh, they break they rebuild homes they buy uh, uh, under construction homes or homes that are you know, kind of like off the market and they break them down I forget the term for that anyway and I was I was talking to him last night about this very conversation and I think for first and foremost I would say understand what your what your niche is who are the type of people you're trying to buy what's that market look like and then I, I would I would say put yourself in the shoes of your buyer and understand some of the things and the questions that they would want to know about the house or about you in particular and then set about creating content that somehow speaks to those people directly. Don't just, don't just be like everybody else, which is like you just said, this is my latest great sale. Maybe figure out some of the things that are on a personal side of your life that might have some resonance with your buyer. Maybe you're a fitness enthusiast. Maybe you ride horses. Maybe your niche is, is working with uh, lo local equestrian type of buyers. Maybe your niche is something different and you're upscale and you work with um, restaurants and businesses in the city. I would say find things that are in your niche and then connect the dots of things that are on the personal side of your life that would speak to the buyers so that you can present yourself as not only as a knowledgeable subject matter expert around that specific industry, but also present yourself on a more human level so that when you're engaging and someone's gonna be dropping half a million dollars to buy this, this condo in Uptown Charlotte, why would I give my money to you, Dan, when, when Lisa is way more, way more attractive than you, way more charismatic than <laughs> you, et cetera? What makes your story different than Lisa's and why would I want to do business with you? And if you can find a way to create that persona so that you come across as authentic and not just doing it for the show, then you're going to be more inclined to connect with those potential buyers that would see that audience. And be like, dude, Dan is really chill. I really like his style. He doesn't get in your face. He sort of lets me walk through the house. He lets me kind of guide the journey. He's always knowledgeable about my questions. And when you show up that way on social media, people see that and that comes across and they're going to be more inclined to return your type of phone call as opposed to Lisa's. Sorry, Lisa. It, it, sorry, that. but it's, it's really interesting to me because we've, we've actually done workshops for real estate brokerages and um, you know, they have a hard time too stepping into this. And it's really interesting being on the outside and looking in and seeing what they're doing. And I'm not going to name drop because by, you probably know who I'm talking about a multi-million dollar home that we were 
part of shooting in and um, six million dollar home. She became part of their family as as they go through the relationship of them selling this incredible custom home. All the things that she does as part of that sale. And she was taking it for granted, but she basically became a family member. And these people become part of your friend, uh, friend zone. They're calling you back for the next person, next person. It's a long relationship that you're developing. So just kind of pulling out those things that you're doing to, on the personal side, creating those relationships, why you love the area that they're looking in. You know, what's, mm -hmm. what's really cool about this area if someone's coming in from out of town, what what makes this area so special, what you love about it, why it's great for families, why it's great for uh, young urbans or any of that. Anything that puts that added personal touch on it, and they can connect with you because they feel that bond. Yeah, I, I think you both have kind of hit on it in different ways, but it's really becoming seen as an expert, but 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 an expert that's approachable and, and like authentic and caring, basically. And, and sometimes people struggle to to meld both of those together like they're they kind of get on one side of the track or, or or the other but but the really successful agents are gonna they're gonna have both of that portrayed and and, and that's that's really who they are too mm -hmm. absolutely yeah it, it's that fine line between it's that fine line between posturing and being authentic and still adding value without trying too hard, right? And, and again, I, whether you're a real estate agent or or you're you're a landscaper, the the story still sort of rings true with everyone. People are just looking for allies. They're looking for people they can sit down and have a conversation with. They're people they're looking they're looking for friendships. They're looking for someone that they would have a beer with or sit around a campfire with. And not to say that you and I are going to do kumbaya together, but at the crux of everything, it's all about storytelling. It's all about connecting with people. It's all about understanding your miseries are the same as my miseries. Your successes are similar to the successes that I want to have. And if you can, if you can set about to tell those stories authentically, genuinely, without trying to come off as a poser and still add value to people's lives, they're just sort of unconsciously going to be drawn to that. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I mean, it's, 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 it's a balance. It's something you, you know, need to put time and, and thought in and, and work with people like, like yourselves. If, if, you know, you're new to this or, or need to just scale it more, but um, you know, I, I think it's more important than ever to, to get there because this is how, this is replacing a lot of how we communicate, a lot of how we meet people, a lot about how we research people. Like you guys met through social media stalking, right? Like that's that's mm -hmm. that's that's how people are finding out who they want to do business with, who they think they might know, like, and trust. And people don't make these decisions anymore without the social proof, do they? Like how many times do you look something up and you're not just going to their website, you're checking out any of their social media. You're, you're scrolling through, seeing how authentic they are, seeing how much they're showing up and you're, you're scoping out the, the, the differences between the competitive. There's, there's more to it. You need to show up in all the facets now. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's crazy that the, the shift that you just touched on, that that marketing that public relations that the ability to broadcast a message to and cast a net you know there's what seven and a half billion people on the planet is that am i right on those numbers 
I ventured, I'd venture to guess three quarters of those have some form of a cell phone in their hands, even in third world countries, you know, we, we were in Mexico or I was in Nicaragua and, you know, there's little kids that are literally don't even have cars and have never been to driven in a car to a school before. And yet they have a cell phone. And, and, and so somehow or other you, we have the ability as small business owners to market to those seven and a half billion people and find that audience of followers that actually care about what we have to say. And if we can find those people and be consistent about it and show up on a, on a regular basis, authentically, that's how we start to connect with other people. And I, I've met, we have friends all over the planet that we've met on social media, literally people that we have physically met up with because we met them through social media in a different time and space. And then we ended up meeting up with them in a physical world and are now fast friends around it. Like when on the planet have we would have, would we have had that opportunity to do that before? Never. At, at, a, at a cost that was basically free. It's just our time. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get a hundred tips for free from my best selling real estate book, the hyper local, hyper fast real estate agent. If you do go to hyperfast tips.com and you can download a hundred of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download a hundred tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what the, the, the shift has done and, 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 and the amount of connectivity that, that we can have with anyone in the world and if you know, if you're not focused on this in in your business um you need to be yeah you're right i i don't know how you could survive if you're not if you don't have some sort of a digital presence i'm not sure you know, in the next five years, how that's even physically possible, because most of what we knew as the former form of advertising, print, even television is fast kind of being swallowed up into a vacuum of, of non-existence. Well, you guys have been great. I always like to wrap up with a hyper fast round. If you're ready for some rapid fire questions and answers, we can just kind of ping pong them here since there's two of you, if that sounds good. Okay, this stress sweat is starting. <laughs> All right, what's your biggest piece of advice to a new entrepreneur when it comes to social media? Hire us. Sorry. <laughs> Go, Diva. Understand your purpose for showing up. What's a, what's a common mistake you see successful entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, make on social media, you know, even though they're highly successful in their business. They get too comfortable in who they are and they don't make the changes as changes are necessary. Lisa's frozen. I like that face you have on there. Um, I, I would say <laughs> <laughs> you're like frozen in that state. I, I would say inconsistency giving up too quickly. I mean, you, you touched it on the outset. It's like people want instant gratification and think that if they make six posts over six days, they're going to suddenly be social media influencers. And it just doesn't work that way. Well, we find that with people, they want the ROI on it right away. Mm -hmm. And you right. may never get that, you know, it's hard to measure. Uh, and a lot of times, exactly. but definitely there, if you, if you do it consistently, um, what's a, what's a business challenge that you had to overcome that helped you get to where you are today? I, for me, it was rebranding and starting over. 
and just stepping into my power of who I am and just going for it. Spending money on good people that help you out. I used to think I used to think I could do everything by myself because nobody was fast as smart as me. Nobody could be as efficient as me. I had all the answers and I don't. And as soon as I started releasing a lot of the minutia that was bogging down my brain and all of my processes and hiring and actually paying good money for good help, my business blew up. What's, what's something that not a lot of people or maybe even hardly anyone is doing today on social media that you think everyone will be doing a year from now? I hope it's not dancing. <laughs> I think the ability to show up without any restrictions and expectations and finding a way to help other people and educate other people, you're starting to see a massive shift in that mostly because of the collective consciousness of everybody doing it. But I genuinely think that social media's in game is the ability to find a way to help connect and educate other people in something that they don't quite know about yet. All right. Last one. Where do you see yourselves five years from now? Married. You're proposed to. <laughs> This is strictly business, right? Uh, it could be anything. <laughs> Go ahead, Devo. We'll be, um, we're working towards launching a physical education retreat capacity yeah. that we're working on really fervently towards. We'll be doing that uh, somewhere in the Caribbean or Mexico or some exotic place where we haven't yet discovered. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have that up and running going. So and that, you're gonna, that, you'll be invited. Is that an event or just something people go to regularly or what, what is that? Uh, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be an ongoing throughout the year, multiple type events. We'll have a physical space where people that are looking for something a little bit different than just the casual conversation where people want to dive a little bit deeper into esoteric thought seed and intellectual people that are doing great things mm. and surrounding each other with that sort of power. It's, it's going to be something like that. Fascinating. We're, we're absolutely interested in education. And just sharing so that'll happen awesome well thank you so much for being on the show i, I loved you know diving into social media the purpose how it can help entrepreneurs small business owners if people want to learn more about you guys connect with you or 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 just reach out to see how uh you know you can help them how, how should people connect and, and do all that good stuff I would say first and foremost, you can find us on our, our website. That's that's sproutconnectors.com. Um, Lisa and I operate independent uh, Instagram channels. I'm Fusion Photog, short for photography. And Lisa, you do your plug. Lisa Staff Photo. And if you go on to Sprout Connectors as well, there's something that you can fill out on that main page to just, if you want us to give you uh, just a, a little bit of advice, some branding strategy, pop your name in there and we'll get back to you on it. We do have a Sprout Connectors IG, I should be holding to say, yeah. but we had to relaunch a new page thanks to Instagram. So we have a new page, so don't expect any magic, but our our other pages we just referenced are, are up and running and quite strong, but Sprout is brand new in that side, so. All right, did they, did they put you in Instagram jail or something? <laughs> what what, is what were you doing? Were we? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah. Dan, right. thank you for your time. I appreciate the opportunity to come on your show. Fabio's talking with you. 
Thank you, Devo and Lisa. Make sure you guys connect with Sprout Connectors. Uh, reach out. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening and watching the show. Hope to see you next time. Can I drop one more plug? <laughs> one more. Yes, one more. Oh my gosh. Check us out on our podcast, Dan. You got to be a guest, Mind Body Business Podcast. We have a podcast of our own where we take thought leaders and people doing great things like yourself on the universe and bring them together and have rabbit hole conversations about a variety of topics sort of in the mind body business world. Awesome. I'd, I'd love to love to get on that. So um, hopefully if you listen to this show, you can go to, what was it? Mind Body Business. Yeah. Mind Body Business. Check me out there as well with this great dynamic duo thank you dan thank you thank you thank you for tuning in to this episode of the hyper fat show subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest hyper fashions and remember we love reviews reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows so give us the good the bad and the ugly we hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next time